get the mic. Honey, I got something to say. Ooh, I like that. Can you turn that up for me? No, like, it's Maja. But you know, Maj for short. <laughs> Ask Maj. What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Maj, and I am back with another episode of Ags Maj, the podcast, where I am spilling all the real tea. Now, if you are a faithful supporter, or if you've listened before and you've decided to come back, welcome back. It's good to see you again. Well, Kinda, I know I don't really see you, but you know what I mean. And if you are new to this, make sure you hit that subscribe button, that like button if you're watching on YouTube, all those good things. Do not forget to leave a review to subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend about Eggs Mars Podcast. Now we got a lot to cover today because baby, I've been throwing y'all interviews like it ain't nobody's business and we're back, okay, with this solo episode. I'm always excited to record solo because I get to do my mash moments. We get to talk about everything popping, all this latest happenings, pop culture, like all those good things. So it's exciting to be back on the mic. Y'all, I broke my nails. So if you see me and you see the note, just ignore it. Act like you don't see it. Anyway, okay, so we'll get into some life updates first, um, and then we'll get into the March moment. We'll do a small black business shout out, um, and we'll get into some popping topics. So let's start with some life updates. As you all know, um, for those of you who do follow my journey, I was Miss Black USA 2021, and I finally gave my crown over to a new queen. So first of all, before I get into um, pageant weekend, congratulations, shout out to the new Miss Black USA 2022, Tahira Gilliard. She was Miss Black New York. And baby, she came, she saw, she conquered, and she took home the crown. So again, congratulations to you. Um, and you know, so pageant weekend was the first weekend in August, and I was telling you all about that. You know, and I think I said the pageant was on Sunday at 8, but it was actually at 6. But anyway, if you follow my Instagram, you know it was actually at 6 o'clock, and they live-streamed it on Fox Soul, and I did my final walk, and, you know, all those good things. And, you know, I, I feel so, like, I feel so light. You know, like, I feel so light. Like, I feel proud. I feel accomplished. I feel um, ready. I feel prepared. I feel excited. I mean, there's just this mix of emotions that I'm still kind of going through. Um, but pageant weekend was incredible to say the least. You know, it was really fun being there and getting to meet all the girls, all the contestants, um, and being on the opposite side, right? Because last time I, I went to pageant weekend, I was competing. And so, um, you know, it was really cool to be on the other side and kind of watch the, the girls compete and, and, and kind of watch from the other side, you know, how the contestants interacted with each other, how they prepare for the pageant, um, and just watching them compete. I mean, was, it, it was, it was really fun. Um, you know, and I am... I, like I said, I'm very proud, you know, I feel accomplished and I'm so grateful for the experience that, you know, Miss Black USA gave me. You know, being um, a national queen, right, especially a part of a black pageant system, 
you know, Miss Black USA really put me in rooms that I would not have had access to otherwise. You know, it really connected me with people. It put me in rooms. It gave me seats at tables that, you know, were unimaginable by myself. And so, you know, I really think, you know, first of all, pageantry is my thing. Like, I love pageantry, being on that stage, you know, public speaking, interviewing. I mean, just the entire Q&A, the entire, you know, from intro to the end, from evening gown. Like, that is my thing. Like, I love, love, love pageantry. Um, almost as, as much as I love on-air hosting. But, um, you know, that, that's my thing. You know, I feel like I am in my element, you know, when I'm on that pageant stage. And, you know, I've been doing pageants since I was in you know, about high school and, you know, I've been able to win some titles. And so this is my last title. Let me say that I'm done. Like I am done. You know, I, at this point I'm thinking of how I can kind of give back to that pageant space, you know, um, outside of competing. But, you know, I, I believe that, you know, Miss Black USA was really a launch pad for me. You know, it helped me to discover a lot of things that I love doing. You know, it helped me to discover a lot of my passions um, and it really gave me clarity and direction for where I want to go, you know, where I want to take my career. But, you know, I and I won't share too much, but, you know, I'm definitely planning on some things, you know, now that my reign is over and obviously, you know, I have a lot more time. And so, um, you know, I want to be intentional about my time, right? Like I want to be able to fill that space, space, you know, and in, in, in time that I have, but being intentional um, about what I fill those spaces with and what I fill that time with. And so that's, you know, where I am. You know, a lot of people have been asking me about, you know, what's next and that's coming. I promise y'all like that is coming. I got a few things in the works. Um, but I think right now, uh, this time I I'm going to use this time to really just reflect on, you know, this past year during my reign, um, to decompress, um, and, and to think about, you know, this, this past year, um, and what this rain has afforded me, the experiences it has given me. Um, yeah, I'm just so grateful. Like I feel so filled. I feel so light. Um, and I feel ready when I said ready, like I'm ready for what's next. Right. And so, like I said, I really want to take this time to just be intentional about that. Um, so that's that pageant weekend was amazing. Again, shout out to the new queen. Hey girl. Hey, I might have her on for uh, season three. So y'all stay tuned. Um, and yeah, like I, I, I'm grateful. I'm excited for what's next. And yeah, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm so thankful for that experience and, and where it has brought me. And now I think it's on me to use, you know, what Miss Black USA has given me to, you know, continue to launch my career, continue to build and expand my career. So I got some things in the works. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm also in this place of, of figuring out how I can give back to the pageant space, you know, especially black girls. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't want, I, even though this is my last title, like <laughs> my last crown, like this is not my last, um, how, what do I want to say? Like, this is not my last time taking up space in the pageant industry. So again, just being intentional about, you know, how I spend my time and, and where I want to take up spaces is what I'm really focusing on. So yes, that's that. So former Miss Black USA now, okay? There is a new Miss Black USA in the house and she is awesome. I'm super excited about all the things that um, she has planned, all the things that she has in store. You go, girl. And of course, you know, I, and I forgot to mention this, I'm really excited to be a mentor to her. Um, I did not have that, you know, when I became Miss Black USA. So a lot of the things I did were kind of by myself. You know, I had to kind of figure things out by myself. And I had, you know, the director who's there, Mama Kay. She is amazing. I mean, just, she is such an awesome person to have, you know, in my corner. And so I'm so grateful for her and for her guidance. 
Um, but but I, I, I'm grateful to, to be able to be a mentor and to be present um, for the new Miss Black USA. So I'm excited about that too. Um, but yeah, so moving on from that, for those of you who, have, who follow my journey, um, follow me on Instagram and socials, all those good things. Um, I can't remember if I shared this on the last episode, but I was in the circus. I was a guest ringmaster in the Universe Soul Circus. And y'all, I had so, 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 so much fun. Like it was a blast. I felt like a little kid at the circus. And again, you know, it was so fun to be on the other side, like going to the circus, you know, and I've been several times, you know, I'm sitting in the audience. And so to be in the middle of that stage was exhilarating. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. Um, so they had me do three things first, um, they had me lip sync Respect by Aretha Franklin, which was so much fun. Y'all gotta watch the reels on my Instagram. Then there was this other activity where they kind of had me in the ring doing some fun things. Um, they had me do like a little model walk. Um, they had me do like a, um, like I was the boxing ring girl that like holds up the numbers. That was really fun. Um, and then I, I, they gave me the chance to kind of like be the guest ringmaster, like the guest host of the circus. So I was able to introduce, um, or no, welcome people and welcome the audience and then engage the audience. So it was a lot of fun. And let me tell y'all, I have to share this story. I'm not sure what the lesson here is, but I will say right before I went on stage, like five minutes before I took the stage, my pants ripped right down the booty crack, booty crack, child. Like, baby, all this thickness was like, no, ma'am, absolutely not. Pants ripped right before I went on stage. But luckily, and I mean, of course, this will make sense, but you know, I'm not a performer, so I don't think about these things. They have a whole trailer dedicated to you know, clothes and outfits, like, and all those things. And so they actually have a seamstress, an in-house seamstress. So, and her name was Miss Diane. So shout out to Miss Diane, um, who saved my life. So we literally went back into one of these trailers and Miss Diane got me all the way together. She sewed my pants right back up um, and went out there, had a blast. You would have never known. But I don't know, definitely an embarrassing moment. Nobody saw it. Like nobody saw it. It was like, I was kind of like backstage. So it was right before like I ran on stage and they ripped. Um, yeah, and like I said, I don't know what lesson there is in that, but I just thought I'd share that with you. Definitely a, a crazy moment for me. But, uh, you know, uh, otherwise, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, and I think it was a really great way to, um, I guess, to end my reign with a bang. Because I, I believe it was like the weekend right before pageant weekend. And so it was really a blast to just get out there and just let loose and have fun. Like, be a kid again. Like, that's that's how I felt. And it was, it was really a lot of fun. So... That's that. And like I said, I'll be keeping you all up to date with my journey from here on out. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. I don't want to share too much, but definitely have some things in the works. Y'all know I'm always planning some things, always up to something. So I'll definitely keep you posted. Um, there was something else I wanted to share. Um, we were talking about the pageant. We were talking about the circus. It's going to come to me. Like, as I'm reading throughout my script, it's going to come to me. I know it is. Um... Oh, no, I wanted to come to me right now because I was just thinking about it. I wanted to share something. I can't remember what it was. Okay, it'll come back to me. So anyway, we will move on into our Maj moments. Y'all get ready for this because this is a good one, child. This is a good one. Maj moments of the day, of the week, of the hour, of the year, however long you need it. Adopt an and mindset. Let me repeat that, okay? For, for If y'all didn't get it, let me repeat it. Adopt an and mindset. Now, let me explain that. 
So I saw this tweet, uh, uh, this tweet, this girl tweeted and then this, this other girl responded. I don't know who these people were. I just saw it and I just, it just really spoke to me. This girl tweeted and she said, um, what would you rather have? An expensive house or an expensive wedding? That was her question that she posed on Twitter. And so this other girl responded and she said, so, so let me back up a little bit. So she posts, she posted this, you know, question, you know, um, would you rather have an expensive house or an expensive wedding? So of course, you know, all these people are responding. Oh, I'd rather have an expensive wedding. Oh, I'd rather have an expensive house. So on and so forth. Like, you know, just kind of going down the list of, you know, what they rather have. And so this girl kind of came back and she responded and she said, you know, she was a little aggressive, but it, I'm gonna get to the point. She said, you know, that's y'all's problem. You live in an or world instead of an and world. You, she was like, you might be choosing between an expensive house or an expensive wedding. She said, but in, but in my world, I'm gonna have an expensive house and an expensive wedding. Child, I about fell out. I about fell out. And you know, I think it was so minor, right? Like I think the question and the options were so minuscule, but the the bigger lesson is that in that is that you don't have to choose. Have a vision and manifest an and lifestyle, an and mindset, so that you don't have to choose between uh, an expensive house and an expensive or an expensive wedding. Manifest that you'll be able to have an expensive wedding and an expensive house and an expensive car and a great job that you love that makes you a lot of money and you'll be able to pay your mama's house and you'll be able to uh, uh, pay off your student loan. Hello, I'm speaking to me. Like, get into the mindset of and and not or like don't deprive yourself of things you know manifest that you will receive all of these things you know what what's what's the scripture um oh it's slipping my mind jesus uh what is the scripture um it's about abundance god giving you things in abund in abundance um exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think like so in, in that in that um same regard like think in an and mindset you know that that's what the scripture is god says you know he, he's going to give you a exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think there's another scripture that i love that says um eyes have not seen ears have not heard um you know what what god has in store for you and so live in an and world like manifest an and lifestyle instead of an or lifestyle because i feel like when you're when you when you when you say that or phrase, you know, you're 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 depriving yourself of having both. And who said you can't have both? Baby, live in an and world. Manifest an and lifestyle and have an and mindset, not an or mindset. So I hope that makes sense to you all. But anyway, bottom line is, baby, you can have the expensive house and the expensive wedding and the expensive car and the expensive stroller and the designer and whatever else and whatever else your heart desires. So drop the or, baby, and pick up an and. Manifest an and lifestyle, not an or lifestyle. So yes, I hope that inspires somebody today. Child, that, that inspired me. I was like, ooh, baby, she got me all the, all the way together. All right, let's jump into this uh, black business shout out. And this is really special to me. Um, small black biz shout out goes to Black Girls in Media. And Black Girls in Media uh, was founded by Tasha Mc McCaskill, um, who is actually an alum of North Carolina A&T State University, so former classmate. We both were in the journalism and mass communication program. And she is a soror. So pretty girls in the house. Black Girls in Media founded by Tasha McCaskill. 
McCaskill is a networking organization committed to supporting and uplifting minority women in the, in the media industry. Black Girls in Media works with companies to hire diverse talent in the media industry. And this past Saturday, Black Girls in Media had their very first Black Girls in Media in-person conference in Atlanta, Georgia this past Saturday. So shout out to Tasha. Like, oh my gosh, she is doing incredible things. And I mean, she's been doing this press tour. Everybody's been interviewing her. Like I saw all the heavy hitters in Atlanta for the conference this weekend. And you know, I've been stalking her page for the recap because I can only imagine how successful this conference was. And I know that this is only the first of many. And so I can only imagine how big she's gonna continue to make this. Um, you know, as she goes on, as time goes on. And so, girl, if you're listening to this, you know, I wish you so much growth, so much success. And yeah, I'm excited to see, you know, what's next. I'm excited to see the Black Girls and Media Conference next year. And hopefully I'll be hosting. Hey, Tasha girl. Okay, so moving on into some popping topics, baby. We got some things to catch up on. You know what? I've been wanting to talk about everything. I be wanting to talk about everything, but I can't. You know, I be having a limited, and I'm like, you know, I don't want to go over an hour. Cause y'all, I'm not finna sit and talk in front of this camera for for longer than an hour, and I know y'all not finna listen to me for longer than an hour. But anyway, uh, okay, let's get into it. So, Tevin Campbell, can we talk for a minute, girl? I, okay, so Tevin Campbell comes out as gay. He finally comes out as gay, and I say finally because I think we knew that. And you know, a tweet that he um, he posted it and then deleted it. He said, Tevin is, and then he put the rainbow sign. And then he deleted it. And I guess, you know, fans speculated from there, so on and so forth. So I think we kind of had an idea and you know, there was rumors all over the place. So I think we kind of had an idea. And then now he kind of finally, I guess, comes out or confirms it. And he, he came out on or confirms it on uh, People Magazine's podcast called People Every Day. And so he's, uh, he talked about how his um, sexuality journey or his journey with sexuality began um, in the late 90s after his third studio album. This is what he had to say. He said, when I came out to my family and friends at about 19 or 20, that was it for me. And then I went on the road of discovering myself. I didn't know who I was. He also mentioned that he was at the that when he was at the peak of his career, he didn't necessarily hide anything um, or try to act a certain way. He said you just couldn't be gay back then. Makes sense. He went on to say, being around people who were like me, LGBTQ plus people that were living normal lives and had partners, I had never seen that. That was a great time in my life. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, you know, there had been speculation, you know, a while ago um, when he posted that tweet and then deleted it with the little rainbow emoji, um, you know, that that he was gay. Uh, so, yeah, there was speculation about that a while ago, you know, that, that he was gay when he tweeted that and then deleted that. But he actually responded um, to the speculation of the tweet. He said, you know, it was a casual thing for me. I love my fans, but what they think about my sexuality is of no importance to me. Baby, that's a Maj moment right there. That is a Maj moment right there. Baby, what you think of me ain't got nothing to do with me. What you think of me is of no importance to me. I love that. So, I mean, shout out to Tevin for stepping out in his truth and being who he is and not hiding because of what anybody has to say. So go on, Tevin. I'm gonna keep on jamming to Can We Talk because that's my song, okay? Okay. Um, and, and in that same vein, Dwayne Wade Fowles 
filed a court petition to legally change his daughter, Zaya Wade's name and gender. He requested that Zaya's name be changed from, changed from Zion Malachi, oh Lord Jesus, these names. Okay, Zion Malachi Aramis Wade, I know I didn't say that right, but we just gonna stick with it, um, to Zaya Malachi Aramis Wade. Um, and he also requested that she be recognized as female in all legal documents moving forward. So I don't really have much to say about that, but I will say, you know, I highly respect Dwayne and Gabrielle for how much they support Zaya. Like, I, I absolutely love that. How much they support and advocate and make her feel um, like it's okay to live in your truth. Oh my God, like I absolutely love that. And I mean, you know, I the world, the world is evil. You know, we live in a very evil world and I can only imagine the hate um, you know, and the cruelty that she receives from the world, but to be able to call home a safe space, which I feel like a lot of members of LGBTQ plus community don't have, um, I think is, is, is amazing. So shout out to him for, for, I guess, having Zaya's back and, you know, letting, letting her live in her truth and, and, and being there to support her. Um, okay, moving on. So who child this next subject, Orlando Brown. Um, it, it, if you, if you are on social media at all, like you, I, you have seen a clip of, or heard about this, you know, at, at some point, Orlando Brown's comments have gone viral, viral again. Um, Lord Jesus, I don't even know where to start with this. Okay. Let me back up before I start talking about his, his latest interview. So he did an interview a while ago with comedian Funny Marco. And that's where he said the sexual comments about Bow Wow. I won't repeat it, whatever. So I did watch that interview. I went and I watched the interview. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I was a little confused as to why Orlando, I guess why they booked Orlando for an interview because, you know, obviously he's the, the guy, the comedian Funny Marco is not a journalist. He's a comedian, right? So he creates content that's funny, I guess. Um, but typically when you have some sort of an interviewing platform, you're a journalist, so on and so forth, and you book interviews, it's based on something that's happening in the world or based on, um, I guess, the content that you produce, um, the theme of the content that you produce. So I was a little confused as to why Orlando was booked. Um, because he doesn't necessarily have anything going on right now. Um, yeah, and I, I didn't think there was anything for him to talk about that would be relevant right now. But whatever. So anyway, on the first interview with comedian Funny Marco, he made sexual comments about Bow Wow. In that interview, I felt like... Ugh, I felt like Orlando was dealing with some mental challenges from the interview. And I think that was another reason why I started to question why they even um, booked him for the interview because I kind of felt like it was more so to make a mockery out of him not to really hear what he had to say. And so, you know, and I watched it because I wanted to know, like I wanted to be able to see the, you know, the full context to be able to give my opinion about it. Um, and so, so yeah, and if, and 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 I, I and let me say this: I haven't watched any of the other interviews um, from comedian Funny Marco on his podcast, but I did watch that one, and I thought that was strange that they caught him there, especially when he didn't have anything relevant to talk about. And you're a comedian, so I kind of thought that was to make a mockery of him. Moving on, 
When he did this latest interview, I felt the same. I felt like, why do we, why, why are these journalists or whatever you want to call it, content creators continuously booking Orlando Brown on these interviews? And at this point, I feel like it's to make a mockery out of him. And, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. So here's the thing. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the thing. Like, of course, a couple of the stuff he says is funny. It's funny. Like when you see those little clips of him going viral, it's funny. Like it is. But I think in full con in full context, like looking at it from an objective point of view, what they're doing, the attention behind what they're doing, and bringing him onto these platforms is not funny. Like I don't think that's funny. But anyway, let me get into this real quick. So. In his latest interview on Cam Capone News, uh, he made comments about having a sexual encounter with Diddy. And he said, and I quote, Diddy gave me that Oshkoshwash. Oshkoshwash. That's what he said. And he also said that he loved it. He said Diddy gave him that Oshkoshwash and that he loved it. That's what he said. And if you watch the clip, it is funny. It is. I, I thought it was funny. I laughed. I thought it was funny. Oshkoshwash. I've never heard of that. And again, like I said, this comes after his sexual comments about Bow Wow um, that he did with comedian Funny Marco. Um, so yeah, so that that's where I kind of was like, all right, once I saw the, the, the comments go viral about Diddy and Diddy's Oshkosh Mouash, I kind of felt like now y'all are making y'all are making a mockery out of him. And I don't like that because we're so big on mental health, black women and men's mental health, so on and so forth, so on and so forth. And God forbid, if that man was to go and hurt himself, the same people making fun of him will be the same people under his post screaming RIP and that we need to take better care of our black men. So I, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling that. Like, I'm not feeling that. Like, I feel like they're making a mockery of Orlando Brown. And I think it's more so making fun of him. Um, and I think that they're using his comments for clout because he's probably going to say something that's going to go viral. Like, Diddy has to get, Diddy gave him the osh, osh, wash. And yeah, I'm not feeling it. I don't, I don't, I don't like the way that they're carrying him. Um, and I, and you know, on, and I also wonder why he continues to do the interviews, it, you know, and I, I, you know, I have people close to me who deal with challenges mentally um, I actually have a very close loved one who suffers with schizophrenia. So I know what some of those things look like. And, and I'm not saying that he has schizophrenia, I, but I am saying that I think that he's dealing with some mental challenges. Um, and so I think that if we can all agree on that, why do we continue to invite him onto these shows if he's not mentally well? So with that, he also went on to say, um, he was talking about a, a recent or his past Dr. Phil interview that he did. And the the um, interviewer asked him, you know, what what's going on in his life now? So he went on to say that after the Dr. Phil interview, he's now on the hideout. He said, and I quote, they have kidnapped my son, silenced my wife, seized my house and closed my Bank of America bank account. Um, and when the interviewer asked him why he is under attack, he said he cannot disclose why that happened. And he's waiting to die at this point. I thought that was very morbid. Um, let me tell you something. I ain't no conspiracy theorist. I'm not. I don't know nothing about no Illuminati. I don't know anything about that. I will say I think that Orlando is a very smart man. I think that he's intelligent. I just think that he's dealing with mental challenges. And so, I, I like I said, I'm confused as to why we continue to invite him onto these platforms. Um, 
for these interviews. And I think it's I think it's a clout thing. And I don't think it's funny. I, I think it's sad that we are chasing these clout-filled moments. And at the same time, we're exploiting somebody who has mental challenges. Um, yeah, I don't think that he's dumb. You know, I think that he's intelligent. I think that he's very smart. I just think that he's dealing with some mental challenges. And I think it's sad that um, we continue to make a mockery out of him, make fun of him, and that his comments continue to go viral knowing that he's struggling mentally. So I don't know, that that's a little strange if you have not gone to watch the interview. And I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch this latest interview. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't want to. Like I didn't want, I didn't want to watch the latest interview. Like I can't, I'm not okay with that. Like I saw the clips and that was enough for me. Um, yeah, so moving on. Speaking of Diddy um, Oshkosh Wash, uh, he sparked a debate. Matter of fact, yeah, okay, yeah, because I was going to say something else. All right, yeah, so Diddy sparked a debate on social media after he tweeted the question, who killed R&B? He then hopped on Instagram Live. He uh, interviewed Tank, Kalani, Mary J. Blige, Timbaland. Uh, Chris Brown even chimed in. He did not interview Chris Brown, but Chris Brown uh, wrote on his Instagram and kind of chimed in on the R&B debate. Um... I won't spend too much time on this, but I was a little confused how he, in, with him insinuating that R&B is dead. Baby, R&B is very much alive. And I am an R&B girl. And when I say I'm an R&B girl, I mean Saturday mornings before my daddy was saved. Okay, we used to wake up listening to Brandy, to, um, what's, um, Anita Baker, Johnny Gill, Frankie Baker. Like, those were the people that we were listening to, you know, when we were cleaning up Saturday mornings. And so I feel like that R&B, like, stayed, like, stuck with me, right? Like, that was planted in my heart. And so, you know, I don't, obviously, like, R&B now does not sound like it did then, but that doesn't mean that R&B is dead. It's just transformed. So, I mean, you know, I, just the names that I listed, Tank, Kalani, Mary J, Chris Brown just dropped a fire R&B album. I mean, for the people that I listen to, Ari Lennox, Jasmine Sullivan, um, Summer Walker, um, like, yeah, I just said Kaylani. Like, how, where, what do you mean? I mean we got Brent Fires, you got um, Lucky Day. Like, how is R&B dead? Like, what do you mean who killed R&B? Like, what? I'm so confused. I'm like, Diddy, what are you talking about? You just made an R&B song with Bryson Tiller. What, what's that song called? Um, the song they supposedly said was about Cassie. Moving on, gotta move on or something like that. I'm like, what do you mean who killed R&B, baby? R&B is very much alive. Very much alive, kicking, baby. She's here. She is alive. And I don't think she's going anywhere for a long time. I think, like I said, R&B has transformed. It sounds different. It's not the same as, you know, the Tevin Campbell, can we talk? You know, but wow. To say who killed R&B and Jasmine Sullivan is out here racking up all these awards? Wow. I mean, Chris Brown just dropped a fire R&B album. Like, and I felt like, you know, when he when he was promoting his album, I was a little scared because when he was getting into that royalty fortune, you know, so on and so forth vibes, you know, he was getting into that pop. But I feel like he really brought it back with R&B. So for him to say who killed R&B, insinuating that R&B is dead, I mean, wow. Wow. Just, wow. Like, I, I, I think if anything, R&B is probably rule in the hip-hop scene. Like, I don't know. I'm not a hip-hop girl, but baby, these artists are alive and kicking and they're doing well. So yeah, I don't, I was a little confused by that. I, I don't think R&B is dead. I think it's very much alive. I don't think it's dying. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think, you know, we're, we're transforming right now. Like I think R&B is in the place of, of transforming. So 
Chow, Diddy Hush. Diddy Hush. Chow, Chris Brown said R&B not dead. You just ugly. <laughs> That's how I feel. R&B ain't dead. You just ugly. <laughs> that was ugly. That was an ugly comment, Diddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of Diddy, y'all, I really enjoy... Um, Carisha's show, Carisha Please on Revolt. I really, really, really enjoy her show. I love her personality. I love her transparency. I love her authenticity. And you know, I was um I was I was chit-chatting with one of my mentors the other day, and she said that that I remind her of Carisha. And she was like, she said that I remind her of Carisha because of my authenticity. Uh, my personality, my energy, so on and so forth. I'm like, tell, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I'm good with that. That's a compliment to me. But yeah, I love her show. And so just recently she did, the, the last latest episode was with her, Saucy Santana and, um, and JT. And they talked about JT's time locked up. They talked about, um, I guess, just how, you know, when JT was locked up, you know, people tried to pin them against each other and kind of tried to push Young Miami to go solo, um, you know, they've talked about their challenges, their ups and downs as just a friend group, you know, them growing up um, in the hood to, you know, where they are now being these successful, you know, rap superstars. Like, it was a really good interview. Like, it was a really good interview. And I, I think I, I really love Carisha. Um, I really love her energy. And, you know, I'm not, I love City Girls. You know, I can do a little act of, you know, you can get snatched up every now and then, but I can't, I can't sit here and say I'm gonna bump a whole City Girls album. But, you know, if I'm feeling it, if I'm in a mood, I'm riding somewhere, I'm feeling it, you know, we in a club, in a bar, whatever, and that comes on, like, yeah, I'll get hyped, but I'm not sure that I'm listening to, you know, a full City Girls um, album. But I will say I really love Carisha in this, this different element. Like, I, I, and I really feel like it shows her personality. Um, yeah, I love that. You know, she, she, she's giving us a different side and I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. So hopefully one day they'll have me on the show. Hey, Carisha girl. <laughs> love, love, love that. All right. So moving on into some new music. Our Lynx just dropped a new single and video for Hoodie. Uh, Drake. Okay. So let me say this. I've been gone for a second for a little while, for about two weeks. So some of this might be old to y'all, but I'm still gonna say it. Drake dropped a video for, uh, Sticky for his single Sticky. Uh, DJ Khaled featuring Drake and Lil Baby. DJ Khaled, Drake, and Lil Baby. I'm reading directly off the script. DJ Khaled, Drake, and Lil Baby dropped a video for their single, Staying Alive. Megan Thee Stallion dropped her new album, Traumazine. She also dropped a video for her single, Her, which is on her new album, Traumazine. The um, Baby dropped a new single and video for his, a new video for his new single, Tough Skin. I wasn't feeling that. I thought he took it a little too far. He was on this cross and people were like throwing things at him on the cross. And I guess that was supposed to be indicative of tough skin. I wasn't feeling that. Like I understand the vision, but I felt like he could have executed that a different way. Y'all go check that out. It's called tough skin. Um, Danny Lay uh, dropped or yeah, she dropped a new video, I believe today for her single heartbreaker. Um, Beyonce dropped a video teaser for I'm That Girl and baby, she continues to prove that she's that girl. Baby, stop teasing us. I need the full, I need the full video. Offset dropped a new video for his new single, 54321. And Babyface and Kalani dropped a new single called Seamless. Again, RB is still alive. It's well, it's kicking, and it's alive, honey. We're here. Um, okay, moving on. Shine Black Girl Shine. Oh, this is so special. Shine Black Girl Shine moment goes to Angela Yee, who is definitely somebody I look up to in the hosting world. 
Angela Yee announced that she is departing The Breakfast Club to host her own syndicated radio show called Way Up with Angela Yee that will debut this fall. The program will air during middays instead of her usual morning slot on iHeart Airwaves, including Power 105. The new show will reportedly feature celebrity interviews and cover hot and timely topics, which she's garnered trust over her decades on air. Uh, from relationships to hip hop and R&B, Headline, uh, headline news topics and overall culture, both in and out of the music industry. On the, on the Breakfast Club, she said her new show with iHeart would be a national daily program and that she would remain with the Breakfast Club for another month while deta details are finalized. So shout out to Miss Angela, Angela Yee Shine, Black Girl Shine. Well, that's all I have for y'all today. Oh, you know what? I know what I wanted to mention in the beginning when I kept saying I was having a brain fart and I forgot. I know what it is. And now that we got the end of the episode, I knew it was going to come to me at some random time. Baby, we got two more episodes. After this, we got two more episodes and that is the end of the season. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're coming to an end. Wow, 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 wow. Anyway, y'all know the next two episodes going to be power packed. Y'all, So y'all got to stay tuned. Um, I'm excited. My next guest is fire. I can't wait to hear. I can't wait for you all to hear everything that he has to say. It's uh, Victor Solomon. He was fifth place winner on The Voice. Oh, oh my God, this boy is bad. Um, and he is, John Legend is his mentor. And, and, and he worked with John Legend throughout The Voice. And I mean, he has been traveling the world singing. He was also Mr. A&T. He went on to win Mr. HBCU. He won all the superlatives at the Mr. HBCU pageant. I mean, this boy is bad. And he got on my podcast and dropped all type of gems. So I thought I'd save his interview for last because I'm excited to hear, uh, I'm excited for you all to hear everything that he has to say. So y'all stay tuned for that. And then we got the season finale coming right after that. Um, yeah, like I said, y'all know I'm using this time to just reflect. And baby, we we, we going bigger and better. We going big on big, okay? Um, so yeah, don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, and tell a friend to tell a friend about Ask Marshall Podcast. I'll catch y'all on the next episode. Let me Peace. The mic. <laughs> Honey, I got something to uh, say. Uh, Ooh, I like that. Can uh, you turn that up? Uh, But you know, Mash for short. <laughs> Ask Mash.